0: We talked to Brandon Founder and CEO of Naturally Smitten. I want to do something a little different today. I wanted to deviate away from our relationship topic that we've been covering the last couple of weeks because today I wanted to talk about something super exciting that I think would impact most of you guys and it's different subject matter but it's one that's near and dear to my heart. So I hope you enjoy. We're going to talk about 10 things I wish I had known before becoming my own boss. You may not know, but um, March of 2010 is the day that I walked away from my corporate job forever and jumped and plunged into the sea of entrepreneurship and it has been one wild and exciting ride but there are definitely some things that i wish i had known before that i know now that i feel like would be a huge blessing to you guys that feel that calls to entrepreneurship and calls to the marketplace so i'm going to share the 10 most valuable things that i've learned on this journey number 10 procrastination will come back to haunt you If you have not mastered the art of being a good steward over your time um, working for yourself will cause any character flaws with time management to float all the way to the surface and be all the way on 10 and it's because when you don't have somebody that is over you that you have to report to if you are one that waits the very last minute to get things done not only are you ruining your workflow but your workflow directly affects your house it directly affects how your customers perceive you with a um can gather as expectation from you as far as when due dates and deadlines need to be made um, it can just affect a whole gamut of things I've had so many instances where I'm like oh I can get that done in five minutes and I wait to the very last minute not realizing that maybe other inquiries other clients other contracts come through maybe something at home like I have a child that might be sick or something else arises that is out of my control and because I waited to the very last minute it throws my entire schedule off and it then affects my clients and what they can expect as far as deadlines and things like that. So procrastination for me has been one thing that I have really had to submit to God and really um, let him deal with me on. And just being transparent, that's still an area that I'm working on as far as uh, procrastination because there are a lot of things that I've been doing for a very long time. So just knowing my own skill set, my own abilities. I know how long it takes me to produce something so if I'm like okay I can do that in 20 minutes or a day or two if I wait all the way up until the date that that project is, or that um, line item is expected to be delivered to the client then if something else arises I just throw my whole schedule off so if you are one that deals with procrastination I strongly encourage you to work on that asapery because it will definitely follow you into your entrepreneur journey like that, follow you. Number nine, Instagram lied. Why did Instagram lie? You see so many hashtags and I'm not knocking hashtags. Hashtags are a great thing, but like sometimes I feel like they can be unrealistic. So you got hashtags like girl boss, mogul, maven, and you've got the whole group of people that just want to create all day for us creatives that just want to float with the wind and we want to draw today paint tomorrow and write and just float around at our cute desks all day and drink coffee and just you know um, take flat lays and like no that is not what the day-to-day life of an entrepreneur is like many times our days are Chuck full of invoicing, trying to hunt clients down for payment, trying to find work, trying to come up with things to, to, um, to put online, um, trying to get our lives together so we can be on time for meetings, notes, and just reports and sending files and presentations. And depending on what industry you're in, it, um, Instagram doesn't, not truthful. If you're one that looks Scrolls through your feed and looks at um, the little, cutely, beautifully curated feeds of, of hues of pinks and purples and golds and blacks and whites and everything, and people with coffee in bed and their MacBooks and you know, at coffee shops and you know, doing calligraphy and just think that we can just sit in Photoshop all day. That is so so not accurate like not even just not even close to being accurate Um, there's so many things a lot of times I might have to stop sometimes honestly I can work I can start working at like 5 o'clock in the morning or even earlier and I don't get finished till like 1 or 2 o'clock at night hence it is 151 a.m. on a Thursday night and I'm up recording this this video because it's the only time that I'm gonna have available over the next several days to do anything because my schedule is so packed and then I've got ministry on top of it, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I have so many other things and so many other hats that I'm wearing and then I have to run a household so just the reality of what Instagram says versus what entrepreneurship really is, no, 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 Even though I'm a creative, I deal a lot with Excel spreadsheets or numbers for us Mac people. Um, so it's I spend a lot of time doing things that I don't enjoy, but that is the grind and that is the realistic um, life of an entrepreneur. It's spent a lot of reading, researching, taking classes. Um, it's, it's work. It is work. And a lot of times I don't get to do fun stuff. Um, whether we're filling orders, whether um, I'm making product, there's so many things and I don't just get to sit around and and drink coffee out of cute mugs and, and, you know, abstractly pose looking out the window and, you know, come up with cute things to put on on um, memes, that's not what, it, what reality is. So if you are looking at Instagram and you think that that's what your life is gonna be like as an entrepreneur, you stop that because that's not real, not real. Number eight, you will work far more hours for yourself than you did when you worked your nine to five. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you the last time I worked a 40 hour work week. Um, and when I do work a 40 hour work week or anything less than that, please understand that I have prepared before that as far as working an extensive amount of time to make sure that when I close down shop, that things are able to run on their own and sustain themselves. And I'll have to come back to like 50 gajillion emails and a pile of things that need to be approved and invoices that need to be sent and accounts payable and things that need to be paid. Like I work so many hours. I mean the beautiful thing is I can take off what I want when I want. I can decide tomorrow like, yeah, not getting out the bed today. I'm going to go spend my day at Barnes and Noble. I can do what I want. And that's the beautiful freedom. But at the same time, the cost of that is that I work a lot of hours. It is not uncommon for me to work, you know, 20 hours in a day. It's not uncommon for me to work 20 hours in a day three or four days out of the week. Some of those days are on my feet. Some of those days are traveling. Some of those days are still filled with mentoring, being a mother, being a wife, cooking dinner, um, dealing with the dog and everything else that comes with the household. So sometimes I can work like 80, 90 hours a week but the next week I can work like 10. You know I can. But um, you will work for yourself more. If you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, you're going to have to put in the man hours that it's going to require for you to make your product successful. It's the idea of just being able to immediately set something up and to begin to delegate things to people and just kind of sit back and collect the check. thats Don't think that way because that's not reality. That's... Number seven, you will cry. Real thug tears. You will cry many days. I have cried. That, um, walking as an entrepreneur has built my faith in such a way that I have had to be completely and totally dependent on God for so many different things. So many different reasons. Um, just in drawing, um, pulling on. God for strength, for creativity, um, just in him building my faith, um, just in him making me a better person, working out character flaws. Faith has been the biggest thing. Um, If you're a believer and you're called to the marketplace, I need you to personally email me and let me give you some pointers on what you can and cannot expect entering into the marketplace because it's a completely different beast. And a lot of times I run into believers that have these great promises, great destiny over their lives. And they think that the minute minute that they're ready to set their hearts on that, that they can start to do that which you can however if you don't take your authority as a believer and really stand and walk into the marketplace of authority and declaring and speaking and praying and fasting over those things that the Lord has given you then you've got opposition already ready for you and if you don't believe me look at the children of Israel even though they had the land of promise given to them by God the Father who gave them the land and promised them the land of milk and honey they spent their years in the wilderness because of their own disobedience however when they got to the land of promise there were Still, there were still tribes in the land. There were still people that inhabited those areas that were given to the children of Israel. That they had to obey God in different um, in different uh, scenarios, where He would give them specific things that they would have to do in order to have victory over their enemies. They didn't just get the walls into the land. and and begin to build a community and set up tents and to begin to live. Oh no, 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 no. They had to fight many battles to be able to acquire what God said was theirs. And the marketplace is no different. So you will cry many days because you know it's 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 a tough walk. It's a lonely walk. Um, a lot of times people won't understand you. You'll make new friends and new connections, which is great. But a lot of people that don't understand your life, they don't understand the destiny that's over your life. Those people will fall by the wayside. Um, so like you will have some times when you feel like you're all alone and you have no one to talk to. Those are the times when you have to press into God all the more. You have to dig into your Word all the more. If you want to birth that intimacy time with God all the more. Because it's going to help to sustain you and carry you in those days where you feel like quitting and giving up and you start to question your sanity and question whether you heard God. Uh, when I first walked away from my job, I would say that first year was the worst. You know, I lost a lot. I had just purchased a house in which I ended up losing. Um, and it was really hard for me in that journey to say, Well, God, you call me to this. Why would you call me to this? And then, um, need have to experience the loss that I experienced but um you know it was it's a faith walk and I had to learn to trust God but I cried many a days on that many a day. Number six you need to become very good at budgeting money like very very good. When you are responsible for being like your own like department that handles what bills your company has to pay when people pay you your invoicing that has to go out you have to be like a 100 with money you have to know every line by every line item by every line item um and you just really have to be on top of that so that you make sure you people are getting paid on time and that you are getting paid on time you don't get to fuss at payroll when you don't get paid now when you don't get paid that is your fault so you have to definitely Um, read as many books as you can on financing, um, on how to handle money. You got to be like, you have to be on your A game with handling money. Like because the integrity and almost even the legal status of your business is at hand because you are responsible for paying others and making sure you get paid so that you can eat. Number five. I was so passive before I became an entrepreneur, so, so, so passive, it would be nothing for me to just sit back and do, 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 just wait for things to happen, wait for emails to come through and just like, I had to become very assertive, like to go hard, um, despite what my qualifications may have been, despite what my track record has been, to be hungry for it and to go after it, that is definitely a mindset and a posture that you will have to take as an entrepreneur. You cannot be passive. You cannot be fearful. You can't look at what you see. You have to believe and hold on to what God has said and do what He said, despite what people are saying about you, what your qualifications are, what your resume says, how much money you've made, how much success you feel like you've had in the world view. You have to follow what God said, and you have to go. Hard. It's not a time to be timid. It's not a time to be fearful. It's not a time to be bashful. It's not a time to wallow in your insecurity. You got to throw all that aside and leave all that baggage at the gate. You cannot take that into the marketplace because those will be the things that determine whether you succeed or whether you fail. You know, you have what God has said, but then you ultimately have your own responsibility in making sure that what God said is fulfilled and comes to pass because you have a responsibility in the destiny and the plans of God that that he has over your life. Number four, it takes more discipline to work for yourself than for somebody else. Listen, when I don't have to get up and report and clock in and I can clock in whenever I want. You know, deadlines and stuff you got to do, but I have a de- I can decide whether I want to get up and work at four in the morning or whether I want to get up and work at two o'clock in the afternoon i have to be disciplined that i don't spend my day scrolling through social media in the bed in my pjs or whether i decide not to take the you know if i have to go out of town go to our warehouse or things like that then i put that off and put that off you know whether it's procrastination or whatever else that you know characterize that you know i'm letting god deal with me in. but you have to definitely be more disciplined because You don't have somebody over you supervising you, making sure that you do things effectively, that you're doing things correctly, um, that you're doing things in order and in excellence. You You are your own supervisor. So because of that, when things fall through the cracks, you don't have nobody else to blame but you. It's all you. It's all you. So you have to make sure that you are very thorough and very disciplined in everything so that you can... The, every every role you have to play entrepreneurs. Oftentimes we are I.T. We are order fulfillment. We are marketing. We are the finance team. We are videography. We are social media managers. Like You got all four of them roles, which is about $250,000 worth of salaries, crammed into one person that's probably barely making $10, $12, $15 an hour. So you like are responsible for so much. You have to be disciplined in how you manage your time. You have to be disciplined in just the the quality of work that you present because the success of your business depends on it number three is super important don't forget your why on those days where you cry and you are like down and out because sometimes it's up sometimes it's down you have extreme highs extreme lows you have to remember the why why did i do this why did i step out in faith why is this a passion for me your passions have to burn you almost like fire shut up in your bones you have to be so passionate about your why, why you started, why you're doing this, what your end goal is, and it can't be, you can't just be passionate about making money, there has to be a bigger picture um, that is fulfilling the destiny that's over your life and you have to remember that and when you get to those points where you know the enemy has been attacking you, when you've got things that go on in your life um, and your emotions, that you can remember the why you started because the why is gonna th- be the thing that propels you into keep pushing you to keep trying going against the grain and keep being rejected again and again and again. And that's the bonus one. I'm going to just throw this one in for free. You got to learn how to deal with rejection because you will be rejected many times, not just by friends and family, but by customers, by the industry. Some of it will be your fault and things that you can change and work on. Sometimes it won't be your fault at all. Rejection is that thing that we cannot avoid as people, but we have to endure. We have to learn how to process it. So if you are one that has a hard time with Rejection, you'll have an even, equally harder time in business because um, dealing with rejection is one thing you'll be rejected for bank loans um, opportunities collaborations but you'll be accepted for those things also but it's easy to, to, to deal with acceptance it's much harder to deal with rejection and that's one of those things you have to definitely invite the Holy Spirit in that he can deal with you in your mind and your heart particularly if it's a spirit rejection that you've been dealing with for some time that you actually need healing and deliverance from because when you're dealing with a spirit rejection it's different than just facing your average you, you know just your run of the mill rejection when you have a spirit of rejection it makes dealing with rejection all the more hard because it pulls on insecurities and fears and hurts and pains from the past and things that the enemy likes to continue to use to hold over our face um I mean, hold in front of our face to prevent us from experiencing the fullness and walking into um the depths that god has called us to so dealing with being able to overcome rejection is a huge Factor and one thing that I definitely wish um, that I had known before I had become my own boss was that I needed to learn how to deal with rejection. Number two, there will be feasts and there will be famines. What do I mean by that? Sometimes the work is plentiful, the money is there, you've got excess, you've got overflow, you got opportunities, you can do this, that, and the third. That's great. And then sometimes it could be depending on holiday seasons, it could be depending on the wind blowing west, northwest, who knows? But um, there will be times in your business where you're not making as much money. Maybe you're not making no money. I don't even know. But in learning how to manage money, which you talked about a couple of points ago, you will learn how to balance and budget your money so that in the feast months, you are still being able to sustain the business and being able to take a salary. And in the family months, you are still able to sustain the business and take salary because you got to pay yourself. I think for the first... Sh- I've been in business for about 13 years and I would say probably I did not start taking a salary. So probably about two and a half years ago, and even then, there were instances where I would pull back on my salary to make sure that the business had enough money to support and sustain itself. So you will have to make those hard decisions as an employee, as a, as you employ yourself, but always pay yourself. But you have to learn how to not only manage your emotions and your faith in the feast and the famine, but also managing your finances in the feast and the famine because those are things that are crucial to your survival as an entrepreneur and as a as the actual business and you cannot avoid but they are so very necessary number one the very last one i mean i could actually do like 20 more of these but you know just to keep things to a minimum number one is to learn the art of never looking back When I left my job in 2010, um, and I was really going through emotionally, there would be many times I would tell my husband, I should not have done it. I should have, shouldn't have, wouldn't have, couldn't have, couldn't have, wouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have, and it was I was looking back on what would have happened if I would have stayed just a little bit longer? What would have happened? What would have happened? What could have happened? And it created a sense of torment in my mind because I would be like, you know, swimming in these thoughts that I couldn't change because you can't go back in time. I don't care what the cartoons say. There's no time machine that can take you back in time where you can make your, you know, change your decision, although that would be super fabulous. But don't look back like you keep looking forward. You keep pressing towards the mark. You keep pressing towards the goal. You keep hanging on to every word that God has spoken. You keep hanging on to the very word of God. Um, and you just continue to ask the Lord to stir your faith and to, to strengthen your faith when you feel weak. That you are not looking back because there's nothing back there for you to go to. We look forward as entrepreneurs. We are forward thinkers, thinkers, not backwards thinkers think looking and thinking back will only cause you heartache it will only um, cause you regret it will only cause you condemnation it will not cause the things um, to be stirred of uh, that are fruitful for your success so one more bonus one i'm gonna throw in because i like y'all is you have to, and I'm gonna talk about this in another vlog, so I'm not gonna to get too deep into this, but you have to be able to overcome competition. And if you're one that struggles with competition, then you will find that in the business world, that is something you can't avoid because you're always being compared to your competitors. But you can't let the spirit of competition dwell in you to where you're so focused on being like or being better than others that you miss the goal and what God has. So thank you so much for watching today. I hope something I said has blessed your life. And tune in next time for my next podcast.